On our spotlight today on KRWC, it's our first Wednesday of the month, and we reserve time to uh, talk with Wright County Farm Service Agency, actually Wright Hennepin Service Center for uh, the USDA, and Peggy Reed joins us. It's going to take me some time to get used to adding Hennepin in there, Peggy. Uh, we're all working <laughs> on that change, but we're getting better. <laughs> well, good. We uh, are happy to talk with you. We're in the, uh, I guess, kind of the uh, off-season here for uh, many uh, producers around the area. Maybe there is uh, still a little bit of work yet to be done. I'm not sure, but I think uh, most everybody really enjoyed a a great harvest season, and I was just thinking back, you know, the planting part of the season went pretty well, and the growing was obviously pretty good, and and harvest yeah. not too bad. So at least there was something in 2020 that uh, kind of worked the way it was supposed to. Yes, it's way different than it was in 2020 or in 2019. I know I talked to a couple of producers, and they said it's actually been kind of fun this fall. So. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. But, yeah. Well, we're going to let you uh, go ahead. I know you've got a lot of things that you uh, you want to touch on here, so um, just go ahead yeah. and uh, tell us what's coming up. Well, I just want to remind everybody, you know, with the, these new COVID situations and everything going on there, um, the USDA service centers are, temp- are you know, we're just temporarily restricting in-person visits at the service center, and that's because of the elevated rates of corona throughout the community and but we're still going to continue to assist our producers with programs and services. Um, so our service center staff members from the USDA Farm Service Agency and the Natural Resource Conservation Service are going to continue to work with our producers by phone, email, or other digital tools like Microsoft Teams. I know we've done a lot with Box where we've been doing signatures on documents through the cell phones and things and one span. <clears throat> Excuse me. And producers can more, learn more about this and how to use these digital offerings by visiting www.farmers.gov backslash mydocs. That's M-Y-D-O-E-S. And then if you want to make or do any business here with the Farm Service Agency or the Natural Resource Conservation Service or the Soil and Water Conservation Service, for FSA, you want to call 763-682-1982 and dial extension 2 for the Natural Resource Conservation Service, or NRCS, and the Wright Soil and Water Conservation Service, or Conservation District, you want to dial 763-682-1933, extension 3. And you can always, I'm sorry, excuse me, you can always reach the um, Farm Service Agency by email, and if you use this email, it's going to go to everybody in the office, and you're going to Use M-N-B-U-F-F-A-L-O, so that'd be M-N-Buffalo, all one word. You're going to do a, a hyphen or a dash, whichever one you want to call it, FSA at O-N-E dot U-S-D-A dot G-O-V. Like I said, that would get anybody in the office, and then we can all return the messages or deal with you through email. And then if you want to look up to see which USDA service centers are available for service or are available for um, in-office visits, you can always go to the www.farmers.gov backslash coronavirus backslash service center status. And as a reminder, like I said, you know, do the COVID, the USDA service centers, like I said, restricting in-person appointments. Um, so you might want to give the office a call prior to coming into the office 
Um, and right now we are placing a temporary mailbox outside the entryway. So if you are coming, you know, give us a call at that 763-682-1982 extension 2. The staff is going to direct you on how to um, process the proper paperwork by using the Dropbox. And we just like to thank everybody for your patience as we're looking through this COVID situation and all that in these unusual times. Okay. Um, so that's, uh, you know, an ongoing battle, hopefully one that uh, we hope is going to get better here in the first uh, quarter or so of the new year, but it's still going to be some time yet. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's an unusual time for everybody. We have some staff members that are actually working in the office, and we have several staff members that are teleworking. Um, we should still be able to communicate with everybody that's teleworking from home. They have, you know, telephone systems set up, and so we should be able to transfer calls and stuff. So if you call the office, we should be able to get you connected with the person you need to talk to, even if they're not actually in the office that day. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, next item uh, has to do with uh, the seafood industry. I don't know. Well, I'll let you tell us uh, what the tie-in here is. <laughs> well, I'm, um, right now we have a few people in Minnesota that um, do seasonal fishing and stuff. So the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue, has set up that they are going to be paying approximately $530 million to support the U.S seafood industry and commercially licensed fishermen impacted by the, um, by the tariffs from the foreign governments. And the funding will be provided to the seafood trade relief program and funded through the Commodity Credit Corporation, which is administered by USDA, the Farm Service Agency. And this is going to, the seafood trade relief program is going to support the following seafood types. We're going to be looking at um, Certain types of mackerel. We're going to look at some crabs, some flounder, um, geoducks, goosefish, herring, lobster, Pacific cod, Pacific ocean perch, um, pollock, sablefish, salmon, sole, squid, tuna, and turbot. And fishermen can sign up for this release through the program from it started on September 14th, and they can go through December 14th. And fishermen should apply through their local USDA service center and to find your service center. Again, you're going to go to the farmers.gov backslash. You're going to look for that service center locator. And the applications can be found at that www.farmers.gov backslash seafood. And I just want to do a couple of reminders about the seafood um, trade relief program. It doesn't work for anything caught in Minnesota um, because it doesn't want work on things caught in the interior lakes and the fish in the Great Lakes are the wrong variety. So we all, so what we're mostly looking at a seasonal fisherman whose address is in Minnesota, and those anyone so anybody that's applying for the seafood relief program will also need to provide valid permits to fish and land fish for sale or transfer. Um, and believe it or not, we have had a few applications here in in Wright County. And like I said, I was helping out in Sherbinanoka for a few weeks for a few months, and I know they've had a couple over there too that have applied for this program. So it seems kind of unusual for Minnesota, but. They do go up to Alaska and fish, and so those would be the guys that, if they have those valid permits and are doing land fish or for sale or transfer, then they could be possibly eligible for this seafood relief program. All right. Very interesting. Didn't know that. See, that's my, I've learned something new today, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, yeah, it's it's amazing how every once in a while they'll talk about that seafood at all, and it's like ah, that doesn't apply to us, and all of a sudden somebody gets a hold of you. So, <laughs> but all right, we're um, talking with uh, Peggy Reed with the uh, Wright and Hennepin uh, USDA Farm Service Agency office in our regular monthly visit here. Uh, and you've got some other programs, uh, some some sign up type deadlines that are coming up too. Yep. We have the Agricultural Risk Coverage and Price Loss Coverage Program for 2021. And this is allowing the producers to come in and roll for either you can do the ARC Risk um, Coverage you can or the Price Loss Coverage Program. And the sign-up period began on October 13th. And this is a safety net to help producers with weather fluctuation, either revenue or price for certain crops. And... Um, and also, that enrollment for the 2021 crop will close on March 15th, 2021. Um, and ARC provides income support payments on historical base acres when actual crop revenue declines below a specific guaranteed level. And the PLC provides income loss payments on historical base acres when the effective price for a covered commodity falls below its reference price. Um, there's a lot of covered commodities in our area. We're probably looking at the barley, um, corn, some maybe some flaxseed, um, grain sorghum, some lentils, um, oats, dry peas, rapeseed. Long, uh, there might be some long grain rice, medium and short grain rice, um, safflower seed, and, and soybeans, as well as sunflower seeds and wheat. So, like I said, um, a lot of people. You can come in and elect a coverage and enroll in a crop-by-crop basis for ARC County or PLC or ARC Individual for the entire farm for the 2021 crop. Um, these are optional, and it's required each year for the program. If a producer had signed a multi-year contract on the farm and made an election change in 2020, it will be necessary to sign a new contract. So basically, if you signed up in 2019 to do the same um, sign up for a certain crop, and that would have went through 2023, but maybe you have an owner change on a farm or you change the operator on a farm, that's going to cancel that multi-year contract, and then you'll have to start coming in on an annual basis and signing up for the contract. Or perhaps in 2021, um, you no longer want to do art county on your corn. Um, you want to change it to PLC or something like that. So that's when you'd want to come in and make sure that you submit those changes by the March 15th deadline. If you don't get those completed by March 15th, then the election defaults to the current election that was on the farm from the previous contract that was on there. And for crop years 2022 and 2023, the producers are still going to have that opportunity to make new elections during those signups. And farm owners cannot enroll in either program unless they have a share interest in the farm. Again, we do have some people helping us out with making those decisions as far as whether you want to sign up for um, ARC County or um, PLC or ARC Individual. And that's the University of Illinois and the Texas A&M University. And if you want to go to the tool for the Illinois one, that's the Gardner's farmer dot payment calculator, you would go to um, farmer doc daily and that's F A R M 
D-O-C-D-A-I-L-Y dot Illinois dot E-D-U. And once you get on the site, then you're going to click on the tools that's at the, towards the top of the page. You're going to look for risk management. And finally, then you're going to look at the ARC PLC calculator. And that tool then offers the farmer's ability to run payment estimates, bodily for the farm and counties for ARC County and PLC. The um, ARC and PLC decision tool from AMM, A&M is um, Texas A&M is www.afpc.tanu.edu. And once you get on that site, then you're going to click on the ARC CO slash PLC decision aid. And the Texas A&M tool allows the producers to analyze payment yield updates and expected payments for 2021. And producers have used the tool in the past should see their username and much of their farm data already available in the system. And I know that is when you had to sign up and get a password and a, and a um, username on that one when you went in and used it. So, so for more information on our PLC, including online decision tools that assist producers in making enrollment and elections specific to the operation, you can always visit our ARC PLC webpage, and that's at um, fsa.usda.gov. And once you get to that website, you're going to look for programs and services, and then you're going to use the drop-down box and look for the ARC PLC program. And from there, you can find some data information on a specific year or um, or even just by the farm bill programs. Excuse me. Um, and again, we want to remind everybody that USDA service centers are open for business, including there are some around the area that are open to visitors, but you might want to call and make an appointment um, just to find out how your um, service center is open or not or how we're going to be conducting business at the time. And if we are doing in office visits. Visitors are going to be required to wear a face mask during the appointment. Um, we're going to still continue to do some field work with appropriate social distancing. And um, like I said, our program delivery staff is going to be at office and they'll be working with our producers by phone appointments only and other online tools. And other things we have happening in FSA right now um, is we're still working on that Corona food Assistance Program um, application, um, CFAP 2, for those applications. And the deadline to sign up for that one is December 11th of 2020. So you might want to give the office a call to schedule an appointment to complete that process if you have not done that already. Then another deadline that is coming up is the Dairy Margin Coverage Program, which again is December 11th. And if you had a dairy operation that you had signed under a five-year lock-in contract, you'll still need to come in the office and complete a new application form by December 11th. And that, on that form, you're just basically certifying that you're still in the business of producing and commercially marketing milk. And if you have that five-year lock-in, you cannot change the coverage option. And anybody that comes in and signs up for DMC is required to pay an annual administrative fee of $100, and that is... Um, due on the date that you sign the application or the CC801, but it can be um, paid no later than December 11th. Um, so I know we did send some appointment cards out, 
So if you have an appointment scheduled with the FSA office, you might want to call the office first so we can provide you the best option to complete your DMC sign-up for 2021. Other things that are coming up to a final end is the county committee election. Ballots should be returned for LLL3, and LLL3 represents the townships of Clearwater, Southside, Corinna, French Lake, Albion, Maple Lake, and Chatham. And our two candidates on the ballots are Mary Jo Lampert and Chad Schleif. And you can select one of these candidates or do a write-in of a candidate of an eligible producer from one of the townships listed earlier here. And the deadline to return those ballots to the FSA office or to be postmarked is December 7th. And we will be counting ballots on December 9th. Um, just another thing, another program we've been working on in the office is the WIP Plus. And I know we've talked about that different times on the radio show here and throughout um, our um, newsletters or, or Gov Delivery bulletins is the WIP Plus pro program. And right now, applications and payments have been put on hold. Um, so our office is waiting to hear when we can be again processing applications and issuing payments again. And also, I know we've had a few calls on um, WIP paid out at 50% on those applications that were eligible. And there was talk about um, possibly paying out that additional 50%. And I just want to let everybody know at this time, there's no word on when that remaining 50% of that payment for the WIP Plus will be issued when or if that will be issued. So um, as soon as we know, we will get a hold of you and uh, we will get that word out so you guys are aware that that could possibly be coming. Um, <clears throat> another thing that I want to talk about is the CRP. We have tentative dates set for a CRP general sign-up, which would be January 4th to February 12th. The policy requirements have not been announced as of to date, so we got to stay tuned for some updates. We did have some rental rate changes. Um, the Wright County soil um, range now from $86 to $159, and Hennepin soils are from $69 to $137. And usually when you do a CRP general sign-up, they kind of take the three majority rental rates or soils types, and then they, that rental rate that's assigned for it, then come up with an average of that rental rate on the three highest soil types. And then reminder, so if a producer is enrolling or re-enrolling into the program, you will be um, starting, I think, a couple signups ago. They were required to reduce their offers by 15% of the um, weighted average. So if they applied by, and their soil rental rate was $86 times the 15%, they're, the most they can get paid on that would be $73 an acre on those CRPs that they're enrolling now for this next general sign-up. Um, if you have mid-contract management that you need to complete on your CRP, so when you signed up into CRP, um, you had in your conservation plan that halfway through the contract, so for a 10-year contract, somewhere in year four to year six, you will need to do um, either a mowing or a burning or light disking or whatever your plan had set up. Um, or if it's a 10-year contract, somewhere between year um, 9 to 11, I believe it is. Um, and so we are sending out reminder letters to people that need to do their mowing or burning. So just kind of take a look for those letters and see what year you are. 
because if you don't get that done completed by that third year, there is repercussions such as possibly a termination of your CRP contract. Oh, that's kind of some of the things we have going on right now. So good things to remember. And uh, now the office, what's the situation through uh, the holidays? Will will there be closure uh, closures in there sometime? Uh, yeah, you're going to, um, we will be closed on December 25th and, um, and then on January 1st, the office will be closed for those holidays. Um, and those are both Fridays. Um, occasionally the powers that be do give us a little time off on Christmas Eve, but sometimes we don't know that till the day of Christmas Eve. But that should be the only time that the offices are closed here in the next upcoming month. Okay. Well, some good dates to uh, remember and some good uh, reminders on some things that are, are coming up. And uh, give us a couple of phone numbers here too, Peggy, if uh, the, the best contact numbers for either yourself or others in the office that head up some of these other programs. Yeah, the best the best number to get a hold of anybody in the office would be the 763-682-1982 and extension 2. That would get you the FSA office. And like I said, whether they're in the office or they're teleworking, we should be able to transfer you to the line, their lines, and you should be able to talk to the person you need to. Or again, like I said, you can always email us at the Buffalo dash FSA at O-N-E dot U-S-D-A dot G-O-V. And again, that would go to everybody in the office. So um, whoever needs to deal with the issue you're discussing with on the email, they'll get back to you on that. So Sounds great. Well, Peggy, stay healthy, uh, you and all the folks uh, in the office. And uh, uh, we only get to say it once a year, so uh, we'll talk to you next year, I guess, will be the next <laughs> The next time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, these months are going by awfully fast, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and they're flying by. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, Well, if, you stay healthy and well, too. Uh, sounds Thanks, good. Tim. Yeah, and if anything uh, comes up, certainly uh, we'll be available to pass the word along, but otherwise we'll talk to you in January. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. Peggy Reed with the uh, USDA Wright Hennepin Service Center. Got to get used to saying that. Uh, for years and years, it was the... Simply the Wright County FSA, but now the uh, Wright Hennepin Service Center for USDA. Our guest on our spotlight for today here on KRWC.